calling all my footy fans from all around the globe. Straight out of NYC, this is The Line Breaker. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to The Line Breaker. My name is Pano. I'm Dimitri, a.k.a. Juicy. And we're here to recap a wild week of Champions League. Tuesday and Wednesday did not disappoint. Although, maybe we could argue that the Europa League was even more fun. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking about the Champions League. Just first impressions off the dome. How did you feel about those two those two game days? Barca going to win it. That's a given. They looked incredible. Five, past Royal Antwerp. Untouchable. Joao Felix. What can I say? So, let, let's get this straight. You're gassing Barca up because... They beat the Royal Anteaters. It was a step. It was, you know, you can only beat the team in front of you. And um, this was the first step to the to the trophy. Joao Felix pull, pulling up with two goals and an assist, correct? Uh, I believe so. One was a header. Nice, nice header. And I liked his first finish, too. Uh, he's he's very good at those, like, spot shots. He's, he's a pretty good spot shooter, I guess. I guess, could you call that? Because that's more of a basketball thing, right? Spot shooter. Yeah, I feel like he, he does that very well early shots in in uh in football as well. So, yeah, I mean, look, Joao, obviously Chelsea uh, ruining not getting that deal done when he was begging for them earlier on in the window. But um, I don't even know why. Look at that. How sad is this? Pano's bringing up Chelsea. They're not even in Europe. Pano, why are you talking about Chelsea? Please, just stop. Just stop talking right now. Let's move on, all right? Because I think Dimitri... You know, just for the beginning of the episode, he wants to introduce um, a little segment that we're gonna we're gonna have for our Champions League nights and days, and um, I think we're gonna do it for Premier League too. But we're gonna try it out right now with the Champions League. Dimitri, what what was your idea? My idea is we're gonna go through with this new segment called Bono's Power Rankings for the Champions League, and this top five rankings will be the best teams in the Champions League taking into account their form, their competition, how they're playing, and results at the end of the day as well. Hey, results are the most important thing, right? Of course. So why don't you give us a rundown of your top five rankings from starting from five? Well, I'm going to start this off by saying that... Uh, we're, st- we're still trying to confirm the name. I think I like Pano's power picks better, but you know what? Pano's power rankings, that, that's good too. I was just trying to, I was trying to go with the, uh, is that alliteration? I think that's what it is. I'm a little too far removed from that stuff. All right. So we're going to go top five in order, starting with five. You ready for this one? Yes. All right. Sounds good. So at number five, I am going with Real Madrid. Now, even though they're obviously one of the favorites to win the competition, they've shown that they are not superhuman. They're not immune to tough competition. What I will say is that even though they did need a very late goal from Jude Bellingham, a little tapping, a little Pellingham over there, uh, he needed one of those to win this game. In my opinion, Union Berlin are going to be their best competition, their toughest competition in this group. So I got I got no problem with it. Union Berlin, tough team. They got the win. And I think that scraping through a win like this, 
is just you know the mark of a team that is trying to win the competition. You got to scrape through results. You can't always play well. You think Union Berlin is going to be a tougher competition than Napoli? I think so. I did. Did I not put Union Berlin to finish second in this group? I'm pretty sure I did. I think I did. Roll back the tapes. Interesting. Roll, remember, remember, I said like Berlin, and I said it in a German accent. You started dying. I think that was it, right? <laughs> that might have been when you introduced them. I'm not quite sure. I have to look back at that one. Union. Anyway, so, um, yeah, uh, I'm having Real Madrid at number five. Again, they need a little Jude Pellingham uh, tap in to to win that game, but it is what it is. You you got to get through with those results. So that is my number five of the power rankings. Now, my number four, and I think that this is gonna it's gonna draw a little controversy. My number four is going to be Manchester City. Going Manchester City at number four. Obviously, they went down early. They went down one nothing early. They they got the result in the end. They played well. Obviously, they're one of my top picks for the competition. They're not who I picked. If if you remember our Champions League episode, they are not who I and Mr. Demetrios picked. But again, you got to beat who's in front of you. They pulled it together in the end. They scored three goals unanswered, and they came away with the W. And again, just like what I think we're saying with the Premier League, it's just smooth sailing for for City. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate we didn't see them at full health during the Champions League uh, matchup against Red Star due to the injury De Bruyne suffered a few weeks ago. But obviously that would be a big boost later on. But okay, Man City at four. I just want to see what your other three picks are before I start criticizing you. Before you start criticizing me? Come on. Well, you're going to like my number one. But um, my number three, and I think, I think I'm also going to get a stick for this because, well, we know they're fans. Number three, I'm going to go with Arsenal. Okay, so, I mean, they should be lucky that they're even in my top five. But Arsenal with a comfortable, sweat-free win against PSV. Yes, that's how you pronounce it in Dutch. PSV. So, very comfortable win, and they spread the goals around. Got a goal from Saka right away. Early goals, very important, especially in cup competitions. In games in general, but especially in cup competitions where, you know, you're going to get second chances. You're going to get later games. Saka with an early goal. Trossard, who scored a really good goal. Again, he's he's on fire. Jesus and Odegaard. So a nice spread of goals. They walk this one. I, I do think that Arsenal are an outside favorite for this competition, even though it pains me to say it. Um, I think that they're an outside favorite. I still don't think that they will. But this is a step in the right direction. This is their first Champions League game in seven years, correct? And look, they're back. And smooth sailing for them. 4 nothing win. Routine, clean sheet. I believe it was David Raya getting the start. First Champions League start for David Raya. So big game for him. And yeah, we'll, we'll see where this takes them. But I expect Arsenal to, to be in these power rankings for the foreseeable future, especially considering they're in a Europa League group. I digress. Uh, what do you think about that one? So far, I think I would have them higher than Real Madrid and City, but I just want to see the rest of your list. That's all he has to say. This kid, this kid's lazy. He doesn't, he, do, he doesn't work. So, number two on my list. I'm going with Bayern Munich. 
I would have liked to have them won, but a little too sloppy for my liking. Very unlike a Thomas Tuchel team in cup competitions to be letting out easy goals, but hey, they let in easy goals. Regardless, this Bayern Munich team, this game should have been way, way, way out of reach for Manchester United, and they let them in. You could argue maybe some lucky finishing here and there, but at the end of the day, the stats speak for themselves. Bayern Munich were dominant from the get-go. 60% possession. They had 2.3 expected goals to 1.67 expected goals. And I believe one of those... Well, yeah. So we had four big chances for each team, but Bayern Munich peppered them with shots. 19 total shots to Manchester United's nine. Um, They dominated in passing corners which is usually a good indicator if, if one team has more corners you know that means that your goal is getting peppered so that's a pretty good indicator and overall if you're looking at xg from open play 1.5 to 1 if you're looking from set play xg manu at the 0.66 non-penalty xg looks about even and expected goals on target we're talking about 3.5 to 2.4 so overall This was a dominant win from Bayern, even though the score flatters Manchester United more than it should. Bayern have gotten one of their toughest games out of the way with a win. And I think that this is a very good step for Thomas Tuchel's men. Harry Kane showing why he's Harry Kane and he's going to be the difference maker in this team. Tell a nice little little cameo from Tell, who I think, honestly, is going to be a very good player. Um, A lot of people are big on him in the data analytics twitter nerds world so looking good and as you guys know i'm big on this Bayern munich team so they passed their first test their hardest test probably until they play Manchester United again it's looking good for Bayern munich yeah it's kind of worrying though that they give up three goals to that man U side but overall i think they go into games saying you know we're going to score more than you guys are and they're not going to sit back it's going to be straight attack and you know, good luck to you trying to stop the front three of Bayern Munich. Harry Kane is going to do very good things for this team. He already has, but he's going to do very good things for this team. And I'm, for for me personally, I'm I'm excited to see what he does. Like this, this is what he wanted, right? He wanted to win trophies. Well, let's prove it, Harry. Let's see it. I want to see it. So, number one on my list is. New cat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> not quite. Um, if we had a bottom five, Newcastle would be in my bottom five. Oh, my. that. Uh, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Number one on my list is Barcelona. Why? Because upon further reflection, um, I definitely have... If, if I'm including Bayern Munich as a favorite, you got to have Barcelona up there with them. And if Arsenal's win was routine then Barcelona's win was a walk in the park. Easy goals. Joao Felix is firing on all cylinders now. It seems like this was a great fit for him. Um, Obviously, he wanted to go to Chelsea really badly in the summer, and I think in the end, he's probably wound up going to the club that fits him better. It seems like the way that he plays, which is quick touches, flicks, all that little stuff, um, and you know, quick shooting, good finisher... You know, he's he's not short. I believe he, he's either 5'11 or 6 feet tall. He's not too short. 
He can get in and around the box. He can score goals if you give him chances. So I think he's a great option. And he's not that old, I mean, uh, young either. So I think he's a older option for that very young Barcelona team. In addition to Lewandowski, obviously, I know he's old. He's, he's playing big games. He's playing big games. How's he, the experience? He has a lot of experience. And it's it seems like it's, it's going well for him. But overall, I think that it's going very well for Barcelona. I know that we said that maybe La Liga might be a big stretch this year. But who knows? I mean... Strong start from Barcelona overall. Very routine win. I know it was against the Royal Anteaters, but still. But as we know, the Champions League is a different animal to uh, domestic leagues. You can, you know. You could beat anyone. You could finish terribly in your league, but contend for the Champions League at the end of the day. Chelsea finished sixth in 2012, and they won the Champions League. So there you have it. Or I believe. I think Joao Felix has been great. So as Joao Cancelo, I think he's uh, forgot about the other Joao. Helped them out in the right back spot, which they've kind of used uh, people to fill in part time. Sergio Roberto, Araujo, Dest. Oh, Dest, who's and, uh, terrible. Yeah, terrible. And Kunde last year. But, so yeah, um, now they have a proper right, right back. He can invert also, which is is a big thing. You know, he could step into midfield. Technically, he's very proficient, so he can help out in, in all regards. So, I mean, I like this Barcelona team. I think their late moves in the transfer window, I think, have been game changers for them. I think they've turned what we predicted to be probably a Real Madrid, like La Liga title to, I think it's going to be closer than we think. Originally yeah, they, thought they turned they turned things around pretty quickly, spending not, you know, not that much money. I think it was like three and a half million in transfers. And um, just straight up upgrades across the board. Joao Felix, Joao Cancelo, Gundogan, just upgrades all over the place. Were there any other standout performers that that you felt? Because just uh, I'm asking you, as a Barcelona fan, you get to see these guys pretty regularly. Like, were there, were there any other standouts in that game? We said the two Joaos. I think the Joaos really uh, held it down, and Ter Stegen really showed why he's a top keeper across Europe. He also had a very good game. I feel like Ter Stegen does not have the same PR that Courtois has. Because Ter Stegen is great with his feet. He's a great shot stopper. I mean, he doesn't really have any glaring weaknesses. But I feel like no one talks about him, really. Yeah, he usually just flies under the radar, in my opinion. But uh, overall, you know, even I thought he was, like, average or slightly above average. But he overall, he's good. Great reflexes. So I, I think, you know, Barca loves a goalkeeper that can play with their feet as well. So he's a great fit for that team. But I do have a uh, question that popped out looking at your list. Mm-hmm. No PSG? No PSG. No PSG when they shut out Borussia Dortmund, another European giant? These are my opinions. I think I have the same five teams except for Real Madrid and PSG. I swapped that out. Did not like Real Madrid winning late. You know, they, they did give up half chances to Union Berlin, so it could have gone differently if they conceded a, a goal before they scored. I just think PSG looked a little convincing, and Mbappe and Dembele on the wings was maybe too much for Dortmund. I think that's a fair argument, and I think that P- PSG was definitely, like, the other option on my list. Um, I just, I like the fact that Real scraped through a very tough win. I know... I know Dortmund is a powerhouse, but I don't think Dortmund is going to be that good this year. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, I don't think they'll be contending or even, you know, making a run at the semifinals of the Champions League. But they are a European giant and they, you know, they can provide an upset. But they 
they did not look like they were up for the task against PSG. Yeah, um, for sure. I think maybe you could argue that that probably PSG belongs there over Real Madrid, but look, I'm going to stick by my power rankings right now because at the end of the day, these are power rankings, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use, because it's game week one, I'm going to use some bias from last season. And at the end of the day, Real Madrid are the kings of Europe. They are. They are the kings of Europe. They got. They have that aura about them in the Champions League. It brings out a different animal in them. So I still want to have them in there. PSG, on the other hand, are the flops of Europe. So let's let's put that let's put that there. If PSG convincingly win the next game week, then who knows? Maybe they sneak in. Right now, though, I'm uh, I'm gonna put Real in there because look, PSG. Look, they they got a they got a tough little. Uh, they have a tough group. Yeah, yeah. Very tough group. Yeah, they got a tough group. Um. So yeah. That's that. That concludes Pano's power rankings, Pano's power picks, Pano's power platypuses. Platypi? Platypuses? Perry the Platypus? Can I say Perry the Platypus? What was the most intriguing Champions League game Tuesday and Wednesday? Which one did you like the most? I think you have to say Manchester United Bayern Munich. I, th- I think you have to. Because of the goals? Cause th- yeah, because of the goals, because... Uh, Harry Kane playing an English team. Two powerhouses. Two powerhouses in the competition. Um, yeah, I th- I think you you kind of have to you have to like that game most. How about you? I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. You know, Bayern, like I said, is gonna be that type of team that just comes out and is gonna say we're gonna score more than you, and it doesn't matter how much you score. I'm surprised though because Thomas Tuchel has always been. Like he's always had a strong defense, so I'm surprised that they shipped three. Um, but Manu has this weird knack for scoring lots of goals, even when they're not playing well. So yeah, yeah, it was, very, it was very weird. I expected Manu to score one at most, but they got three. I believe Casemiro scored two of them. He scored two, yeah. It, it's amazing when you take him out of the shackles of uh, of Real Madrid. You know, he's free flowing, scores, scores lots of goals. Um, he doesn't yeah. win, but he scores. Well, he obviously doesn't win. That that much we know. Sorry, Manchester United fans, but it is what it is. That is the uh, it's the reality that we live in now. It's been 12, thir- 13 years. No, not 13. 2013 is the last time that they won the Premier League. And uh, when's the last time they won a trophy? 2017? I think the Europa League? I think so. Sounds about right. 17 or 16? I don't know off the top of my head. Anyway, speaking of English teams, I think the biggest snooze fest in the Champions League involved an English team. You think it was a snooze fest? I thought it was a pretty exciting game. I I just thought it was very one-sided. You know, you want the game to go back and forth a little bit. You don't want to see like one team just sitting back defending. You expect it from the smaller teams in Europe, but when you have two pretty big clubs, big clubs I should say, you, you want the game to go back and forth, and I just feel like AC Milan was dominating Newcastle, and Newcastle was not uh, threatening at all. Have you seen the the foot mob, like, the maps on, on like, the momentum of the game? Uh, oh, by I, the way, guys, we're talking about AC Milan and Newcastle, so yeah. Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't uh, get a chance to check on the momentum. AC Milan is red, Newcastle is black. <laughs> Guys, yeah. let's just say it looks like 
a big mountain range and then like a little rivers underneath <laughs> and the little little tiny little squiggles are uh our newcastle the big mountain ranges are ac milan when i tell you this was a dominant performance and ac milan will be very upset very disappointed to come out of this game without a win because it was men against boys it was dave it was goliath versus david and i i don't i think david barely survived david barely got out of there and is lucky to get out of there with a point newcastle looked exactly the champions league newcomers or champions league i guess long time coming guys the last time they were in the champions league was decades ago so um they did not look up for it maybe the occasion was too much for them or maybe ac milan are just legit maybe you know i thought they got lucky last year with their uh draw in the knockout stages to uh get to the semifinals that was a charity draw but yeah but um Maybe they are legit. They do have some weapons. They did add some pieces over the transfer window. Like the LeBron James of soccer. LeBron James of soccer, of course. And um, they might they might have something to say in this tournament. I forget who I picked as my second place team for this group. I feel like it wasn't AC Milan. I might have picked Dortmund, right? I, I think I picked AC Milan in this group. I might have picked Dortmund. We both, but I know we both had Newcastle coming last. W- yes, yes, we did both have Newcastle coming last. Um... Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe AC Milan could sneak through. But then again, I mean, based on what we've seen, they just played the worst team and they only came out, came out with a draw. So maybe we're we're giving them too much credit, AC Milan, because they should have come out with a draw. There were some bad misses by guys like Rafael Leal. People gas this guy up. I'm sorry, but he doesn't have that many goals. He has no Champions League goals or like not many or something. It's very few. I think he's... You know, people, I, I saw a lot of people like, oh, like this guy, like Chelsea could have had this guy, but they got Mudrick, all this kind of stuff. I, I feel like he's another guy who looks really good, but there's not a lot of end product in him. And he's very lazy defensively, so he doesn't move me as a player. Um, there was, Do you see that terrible miss where he like, he messed up the back heel? Did you see that? And he yes, fell on his yes, butt? Yes, he dribbled past everybody and then... And he didn't shoot... He attempted a back heel and then he just fell on his butt. Yeah, it was it was rough. It was a rough showing. By the way, he has two goals in his uh, Champions League career. Out of how many appearances? Um, sixteen. I wouldn't call that prolific. That's for sure. That's not exactly the most prolific player. Scored one two years ago in four games, and then scored one last year in eleven games. And that was with their charity draw too. So you would think he would have scored more there. So. I rest my case on Rafael Leal. He looks really good when he's dribbling and not much else. But on AC Milan dropping points, I think in this group dropping points is going to be it's going to really hurt your team cuz anybody could drop points to any other team in this group. There's no there's no easy team for the big clubs to beat up on. All the clubs in this group are very big, so the the group is still wide open. Except I would say that PSG have the slight edge in coming out of the group. You want to hear a crazy stat? Let's hear it. The expected goals in this game, 1.99 expected goals for AC Milan. For Newcastle, 0.28. And I believe the bulk of the expected goals for Newcastle were in the first half. So this game should have been like 4-0. It should have been like 4-0. Plain and simple. They should have at least had two goals. You could argue they should have had three goals, and they didn't come away with it. So 
if you're an AC Milan fan, if if you're uh, Pioli, if you're Captain America, if you're Ruben Loftus Cheek, Fakao Tomori, a lot of Premier League experience in that team, Giroud, um, you're coming out very disappointed with this result, and um, now you have to climb up. It, it's an uh, it's an uphill battle now for AC Milan. This is the easiest game of the group. It is, and they were at home. So their next game against Newcastle, you know, they're going to go away, which is a little tougher. I don't know if we're going to see the same type of game. And like you said, this probably is the easiest game for AC Milan in this group. And a little stat for you, Mike Mignon came off injured in this game in the 81st minute. So rough day all around for the Rossoneri, as they're called. That was, Dimitri thinks it was a snooze fest. I thought it was an interesting game. Um... What other game did you like? You tell me. Hmm. Well, I think the most interesting moment in the Champions League, I wouldn't say this was my favorite part, my favorite game, but most interesting was the game between, who was it? Atletico Madrid and Lazio. How about you tell me why? Well, Atletico Madrid was playing in Italy, up 1-0 late in the game, I think 94th minute. Where Napoli has a corner, puts in a cross, comes back out. They put in another cross. And let's just say, since the strikers or the midfielders couldn't score a goal, the goalie came up and put one in the back of the net. And he came up. When I tell you, that man rose. That was like a Ronaldo-type jump. And the header, that was smooth. Tell me not. He, He has a better header than some strikers. I think he might be a better header of the ball than Nicholas Jackson. That's for sure. That's for sure. It, Yo, that goal was filthy. The cross from Luis Alberto, who is like just... He's a player that I've just always admired. Luis Alberto, Barcelona youth product, by the way. Fun fact. He put that cross in for uh, for Provedel, the goalie of Lazio. And uh, and Maurizio Sarri's men came out with a point. Um, they were home, I believe. Yes. They, they were home, so they're in Rome. Um, so they, they came out with a point against obviously heavy hitters, Atletico Madrid. So good result for Lazio and Maurizio Sarri. You know, I have a little bit of a soft spot for him. I think he's a good manager and I'm glad that he's doing well at Lazio and, and he brought him back to the Champions League. So I, that, that goal was, that goal was awesome. That was really fun to see. I would say that was probably one of the most exciting moments of the Champions League this game week. Definitely, definitely for sure. I know it's still very early, still one match day in the Champions League. Is there someone that impressed you that you didn't expect to go through that you can see now going through who might have just shocked you match day one? Very early still. Just want to get your thoughts. Um, I'm going to go with Red Bull Salzburg. Red Bull Salzburg were great. Obviously won 2 nothing against Benfica who are for you know Benfica are regulars in the Champions League I know at this point Salzburg are basically becoming regulars as well but they're relatively newer to the competition compared to like a team with such rich history like Benfica who are usually known to get through I mean look Benfica got through in a really tough group last year they they got through in the PSG group last year Benfica yeah, that's how they got through. Yes, yes. They won that They won that group, I believe. PSG they, got second. They won that group. And who was the other team who was in that group? Oh, this is going to bother me now. Regardless, 
Benfica are a team that's expected to be doing well regularly. And they came out with a loss against Salzburg. And Benfica was home. Benfica was home. Just to touch on that, though. Salzburg missed a penalty in the third minute. Benfica got a red in the 13th minute, which led to a penalty. Salzburg converted and then scored another one later in the game. That's... <laughs> Sometimes, you know, just need some luck to get the results you need. Yeah, and... It's only six games. It's only six games. And also, I'm, I'm going to find this right now, what group Benfica was in. I feel like I remember them being in a tough group. Oh, that's that's what this group was. It was Benfica, PSG, Juventus, Maccabi, Maccabi Haifa. Haifa. So that was the group. Benfica did win that group. We have a few notable names in this team who, um, in this Red Bull Salzburg team who I think you should be looking out for. Um, first person is Gurna Duaf. He's a center defensive midfielder. He was expected to maybe even be the replacement for Moises Caicedo at Brighton. He's supposed to be a baller center defensive midfielder. He's only 20 years old. He's French, you know, because the French just cannot stop pumping out like class players. He's one to look out for, young prospect. Expect him to be at a big club within the next year, um, I think. He'll have a lot of like big links even in January. I expect him to stay probably through the year. Another very interesting player who I know will be at a big club is Gluck, who's an Israeli international from um, Red Bull Salzburg. He joined Red Bull Salzburg this summer from Maccabi, actually in January, I should say, from Maccabi Tel Aviv. He had a great game. He had, let's see, his stats in this game, one goal, zero assists, 7.1 rating on foot mob. He's an attacking midfielder. Expect him. I think he's going to be another player who who definitely gets a big move soon. And the big performer of this game was Roko Simic, the 20-year-old Croatian international striker. One goal, one assist. So this is a very exciting team. Obviously, we always know Red Bull Salzburg, Red Bull Leipzig, exciting teams, young teams. And I think this is no different. I think Salzburg could get out of this group now. I see no reason why they can't. So you you think Salzburg's your pick to come out of their group early on that you didn't expect to get out? That I didn't expect, yes. They're, They're in a group with, it's Benfica, Salzburg, and who else? Benfica, Salzburg, Inter, and Real Sociedad. I mean, I wasn't impressed with either the Sociedad or Inter, so I, I think they could sneak through. I think they could sneak through. They're a young, hungry, fast-paced, talented team. You know, the, the Red Bull style of play is fast, is you know filled with pace, energy, and a lot of young, hungry players and very talented players who they usually flip for a lot of money. Usually get flip for a lot of money. So, yeah. That's what I'm going for. How about you? Do, do you have a, an interesting pick? Maybe that you've rethought it now after the first game week and you're thinking maybe they could finish differently? Hmm. I don't think so. I mean, it's still very early. I don't have the pick. I mean, this isn't really, you know, this isn't like a crazy pick, but I would say Lens. I, I thought Lens would be losing that game to Sevilla, 
but they ended up getting a draw in Spain, I believe. And they did better than I expected, and I did not have them coming out of that group. I had Arsenal and Sevilla. Low-key, I think the French League is on the come-up. I, I really do. I think that it's a physical league. I think that it translates well to other leagues like the Premier League. Like players, I'm saying players going from France to the Premier League. And I think that that bodes well for the league in general. So I think that maybe finally now that PSG isn't as almighty invincible, maybe with some of their star names leaving, I think maybe that and the fact that the French League has just had more attention, more money brought to it because of PSG, I think maybe that's finally trickled down because you're seeing better performances from their clubs um lens being one of them so i like that pick big fan of the french league the uber eats league the farmers league (laughs) you like the league and you're calling it the farmers league i like the league but i'm making a little joke here so yeah so that's it i mean do you you have anything else to say i mean i got nothing to add besides restating that barcelona will win this year's champions league and just Letting you, everybody know. You, you told me Bayern Munich last week. It's an update. It's an update. Updating my pick. All right, whatever you say. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Bayern Munich again. They 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 passed. They passed their toughest test, even though they're home. So technically, their toughest test is at Old Trafford. But uh, listen, if they're going to the theater of dreams. I'm letting you know right now. The only person who's gonna be sleeping is gonna be Onana and goal. So. <laughs> He's awful. We'll leave it at that. Um, doesn't matter how many times you ask the camera crew to interview you so that you take responsibility. You still cost your team that game. So on that note, that is our recap of this week's Champions League. Expect a preview sometime later on next week because, of course, we have a little bit more wiggle room when it comes to the Champions League itself. So exciting week. I'm not going to lie. I think we might have to start talking about Europa League the way things are going. We might have to, right? We might. We just might. I mean, look, uh, Dimitri doesn't sound too excited about it, but we love the Europa League. Okay, big fans, huge fans of the Europa League. And our Greek teams, you know, there's a lot of Greek representation and Cypriot representation in there. So probably going to come at you with something like that soon. But on that note, this was your Champions League game week one recap and just our final thoughts in general or our thoughts on how the game week went this was the line breaker my name is pano i'm dimitri aka juicy my name is pano my name is dimitri aka juicy my my name is pano my name is dimitri aka juicy my name is dimitri aka juicy my name is pano And we're out of here.